T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Before we get going, just a, a very quick uh, update on Chris' sale. Um, you know, I know we've been, haven't given much information lately. He's had a small, it's a personal medical issue. It's not orthopedic. Uh, it's not COVID related. Uh, that caused his throwing for a little while. And so we want to respect the privacy that it's not baseball related. Uh, he should be back throwing in a, in a matter of days, uh, but it's obviously slowing him down. So um, just wanted to give that update, but uh, you know, everything else with him is, is fine. What do you think that has cost him time-wise? You know, I, obviously we haven't mapped it out uh, yet, but you know, I think roughly speaking, we were originally hoping to have him back around when he was eligible. I think we're probably talking a few weeks. Obviously, we, then that's to have him back ready to start. Right. So that puts him maybe third week of June or so, or roughly. Yeah, give or take. Could be a little past that. No. No, exactly. But yeah. And you said he's shooting that like back throwing soon. Yeah. Like this week or. Uh, it. I don't know exactly, but more days than weeks. Okay. When you, did he last throw? When? What's the timeline? Uh, you know, I don't know the day off the top of my head. Uh, he was off a mound uh, recently. I, you know, I think he had some you know, catch play after that. That was the last time he was off a mound. I want to say it's been um, what about a week or so. I think. The um, James Paxson is he st- is he going to be throwing live EP pretty soon here, or where, where's he at? Yeah, we had we got a little bump in the road with Pax, just a little posterior elbow soreness that we had checked out, imaged, um, doesn't look like anything major. Uh, actually, these it's rare you get from one end of a Tommy John rehab to the other without a little bump in the road. Uh, we initially thought uh, that, you know, as, as we've said originally, that his timetable would be more like Chris's was last year, and he was actually ahead of that. Um, you know, that's why you plan those timetables, because usually you come to some kind of bump in the road. Um, so it doesn't look uh, like a big deal. He's not throwing right now, but hopefully... You know, we'll be ramping him back up uh, in the next couple of weeks. How far was he getting? Uh, he was—I uh, don't believe he had thrown to hitters yet, but he was, you know, off a mountain and feeling feeling good. So when we get him ramped back up, it shouldn't be uh, as much time as it took to get to that point initially. And what is the largest gap right now between what you all had mapped out and expected and what you're getting? Where where are you seeing the? Where's the biggest discrepancy? You're talking about, generally speaking? Yes. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the record speaks for itself. There's been there's been a few gaps there. Um, obviously, we've had some tough losses late. Um, you know, more than 
more than our share, but we they happened, and you know we don't have a time machine. We can't go back and change them. Um, you know those haven't helped. You know on the whole, I, I think probably offensively. Um, you know we all thought and still do think that that's going to be a strength. Uh, it just hasn't been there on a consistent basis yet. How big a factor uh, in the offensive struggles has been? not getting anybody on base with any regularity at the top of the line. Started with um, with Kike. He didn't do the job that he did in the second half of last year, and the story hasn't been getting on. How, how big a issue has that been in the big picture to you? I think one of the things with what we've been going through is that uh, <coughs> you know it, had, it has really been up and down the lineup. Obviously, you know, so there's it hasn't been every single person, but. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys who are not performing like they expect and like we expect. Uh, so I, I don't know that you could circle any one spot or any couple of spots. That's been part of the issue. Is it really has been across the board. What's your philosophy on early season trades? Like, obviously, it's not a common thing, but you are you open, like, talking about them? Are you open to talking to teams about trades, and you want to play things out? But still, what's your philosophy on that? Yeah, I think I think we should be open to making trades at any point if it's something that helps the organization. Um, typically, it's easier to do those at times a year when all thirty teams are talking. But I would say almost always there's at least some kind of conversation you're having with at least one team. You know, different teams are in different places with this. You know, I do think if you are making a decision in response solely to what's happened in the first 30 days of the season, more often than not, you're, you know, every, every decision is on a different timetable, but more often than not, you're, you're opening yourself up to doing something you regret. Um, and there's a lot of examples of that. Um, you know, you don't have to go too far back. Even look at it last year, a couple guys who struggled mightily out of the gate. Obviously, our group as a whole was doing better, but those guys became massive contributors the rest of the way, and we would have been really poorly served uh, you know, panicking, giving up on them that early. And conversely, we've got guys here, and you know, some of the best moves that I've been a part of in my career have been acquiring players that we believed in that went through uh, struggles that were a heck of a lot longer than just a month. Uh, but if the ingredients are there and you believe in them, then it's worth giving them some, um, some runway. So that doesn't mean that everything that's happened is going to flip and all these guys who are struggling are going to be great the rest of the way. But you know, I, I, as much as I think we should be open and we should be willing to do business at any point, we need to be careful being too reactive to, you know, a month of baseball and doing something that, that we'll regret. I'm, how do you square that with what the standings say up in, in left field? The, the, <laughs> the tendency to not panic, not overreact to a relatively small sample size, but the fact that a number of teams are off to far better starts you're in last place and you're nine games out before you get to mother's day yeah that's real i mean we've dug ourselves a hole there's no question uh we haven't played well um panic's not going to help uh we have to play better we we're, we put ourselves in this situation uh but if we're going to get out of it we're going to get out of it by doing those things that we know we can do well uh you know, there, there's there's a difference between urgency and panic we, we certainly need to show more urgency than we hoped we would be, be feeling at this point in the season. Uh, but, you know, this game isn't going to reward panic. Do you think 
um, it's solely underperformance, or you just you guys just don't have enough right now? You know, well, look, I, obviously time is going to prove that out. Uh, I think everybody felt uh, coming into this season here that you know, understanding that uh, you know we, ne- we, we we don't and didn't say we had a perfect team that we had a very good team that could compete uh, to go to the postseason and win a championship, and uh, we still feel that way. Uh, obviously, we'll see over the course of time. Uh, you know what proves out and, and, and how it how it goes, but um, you know f- from my standpoint, we are where we are. Uh, we're constantly evaluating. You know we're constantly uh, assessing the decisions that we made and then the decisions that could be in front of us. And we try to do the best we can with all the information we have. We constantly try to learn. And, you know, we're constantly working together to try to put guys in positions to succeed. And if somebody's not performing the way we think they can or, or the way they think they can, it's on all of us <coughs> to figure out how to, how to change that and, and, and how to get better. Is the lack of production from the lineup, is it fair to say it's shocking to you right now? In this game enough, you can't ever be too shocked by anything <coughs> that goes on. Uh, this is a very humbling business. And when you th- if you ever think you have it figured out, the game will immediately uh, prove you wrong. Uh, I'm surprised, but again, in, in especially in a month of baseball, you can see a lot of different things. And when you aren't going well, it looks like it will never end. And then you could flip a switch and, and go on a hot streak where you think you're never going to lose again. And the reality is, uh, it's always somewhere in between. And when you talk about offense struggling, you mentioned patience. And- but what realistically can you do to jumpstart an offense besides moving people around? Is there a philosophical change? Starting to put people in motion? Anything? Again, I, I think on, on a given day, and you know, our Alex and our staff are really good at this. You want to try to do everything you can to win that day's game, to press the advantages that you have. Um, you don't want to do things, you know, just just out of desperation or to shake things up. That usually doesn't work, right? That's usually not a recipe for winning. If you get away from your strengths and get away from what you know, guys can do well. Um, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of what we've seen, um, you know, certainly hasn't been for lack of effort or lack of planning. It just hasn't always translated to the field. So it's individual in every case, and that's what we, we try to do is put our heads together and figure out how to get the most out of everybody. Um, you know, Rich said something the other day uh, that I thought was very insightful, not surprising given his experience and basically, you know, you, you're in this position, you start thinking about all, like, all the big things, the big moves you need to make. Sometimes you need to take smaller steps. And, you know, from my vantage point, I think we've seen that where it, it comes from desire and wanting to do well and wanting to win. Uh, we put ourselves in, in big spots and then uh, it, it has seemed to speed up on us offensively at points. Uh, and really just, you know, staying within ourselves and having the same kind of at-bats that got us to that point of having all those runners on, you know, when they're on, I think we go a long way. And everybody knows that, but this is a hard game, and, and everybody wants to do well. It comes from a place <coughs> of caring and understanding that the talent level here uh, hasn't yet been reflected in the results. I think you, you made a change in your hitting coaches in the offseason, obviously, although Pete was here. Um, is there any sense that there's been an adjustment period uh, with the hitters that uh, to, to two new assistants and the, the departure of, of another, uh, that that has been a factor in any of what you've seen? Nothing that explicitly that I've seen that I would put my finger on. Uh, you know, I can tell you from experience, anytime you move into, 
you know, a job that's a little different or a lot different, there's always adjustments that you make. And when you bring in uh, new voices, there's adjustments there too. And some of those could be positive and new insights and new thoughts. And, you know, there's been certain hitters we've seen that, uh, you know, have really bonded well with, with some of the new guys. And that's been fun to watch uh, too. Um, so, you know, I'm sure all that stuff is happening, but there's nothing that I could put my finger on. You know, we really like uh, the group we have. And obviously, uh, you know, Pete's been around this group for a couple of years and uh, you know, has very strong relationships. With uh, Tristan, like his first 10 extra base hits this year were against righties. I think he had one against the lefty the other day. But, like, what do you need to see in his development? Is it against left-handers or what else? To, to be ready to you know, yeah. play in the majors? Um, it's obviously something we keep a very close eye on. I mean, we do with everybody there, but, you know, certainly him knowing what he's capable of, what his ceiling is. Um, you know, I, I'd point to a couple things. One is that, you know, he had a really interesting and great developmental year last year. Uh, but just because of how it was broken up with the Olympics and moving levels, he wasn't necessarily uh, in one place for long enough to really have the league make a lot of adjustments to him and then for him having to adjust in return. And one of the things about the game today, more than at any point, maybe ever, certainly at any point I've been in it, is when you get to the major leagues, there is already a book on you. We have a lot of information. And you will get attacked uh, the way you should be attacked from pitch one. Um, so going through that period of making those adjustments uh, is really important, I think, for any young hitter. And, you know, we saw... You know, we saw Jaron go through it last year, and we see around the league, obviously some guys take the lead by storm, a lot don't. Our job is to try to position everybody, uh, you know, to be where they, their odds of success are as good as they can be, and to have them here when they're ready to be here. So that's certainly something uh, that we think he can get out of this year. Obviously, looking at how he does versus lefties, looking at how he does versus big league stuff is really important. Um, just knowing how he or any young hitter is going to get attacked when they come up here. On the bullpen front, especially in light of the news with a couple of setbacks there, do you feel the group here, because again, for all the offense talk, there have been games there that if you nail it down, this is a whole different story. Does this group have the arms to put in the right spots to get through those situations? I think they've all shown us enough to say that, you know, if we can get them in a point where they're delivering their best consistently, uh, then this is going to be a good group. Obviously, it's been inconsistent to this point. I think everybody out there... Um, you know, has, has shown us at one point or another, uh, and some guys really consistently, some guys inconsistently, uh, that they can that they can help us win here. Uh, our job is to position them to be able to do that more consistently, and then to continue to find uh, you know the right contributors from outside this group, uh, you know, within the organization uh, to help us. You know, we've seen, for instance, Schreiber come up and have a couple pretty impressive outings. You know, it's not it's not up to any one guy uh, to to come in and save us, but what it really takes if, we're, if you're going to do it night in night out you're probably never going to have a night where you can line up all your horses perfectly you have to have a lot of good options and that's both us finding those guys uh, finding the right mix and then positioning them to be effective almost every time that's what good good bullpens do and Alex saying Garrett for now in the rotation with the lack of innings in recent years is he someone who could stay in the rotation the whole season yeah, I think, you know, I think that's on the table. Uh, we obviously want to see where we are as we go. You know, I think with him, you know, and with Tanner, for that matter, these guys are really talented. Uh, and when you look at where we are and where we're trying to go, to me, our best chance of getting there is giving those guys, you know, within what's responsible to ask them to give, to give us as many quality innings as possible in important spots. As long as we're accomplishing that, 
you know, it doesn't mean that we're going to be able to win every single game they pitch in. Uh, that's not how this works. It's not how it works with uh, 200 inning starters. It, it, you know, but you want to position everybody to be able to impact your team as well as possible. For some guys, that's bulk. For some guys, it's the importance of the innings. And trying to find that balance with the two of them is, is really important to what we're trying to do. And Matt, last night, the velocity seemed back. Uh, Alex called it his best inning of the year. What did you see in him, and what does that mean for the bullpen? Yeah, I, I agree. I think that might have been the best he's thrown uh, you know, maybe since last summer, midsummer, um, you know, he was more aggressive. Um, I think his delivery was more aggressive, looked, looked freer. Um, he attacked guys with his fastball. The fastball stayed true instead of drifting. There were a lot of good things out of that outing. Um, I couldn't have told you before the game that that was the Matt Barnes we were going to see if he pitched, and that's part of the value of staying with these guys. With him, we've seen it. We don't have to speculate what it looks like when he's at the top of his game. Uh, you know, when he when he's in good place, he's been you know prior to this point one of the most consistent relievers in baseball for a number of years. We know what it looks like, uh, and to see him find it last night was really encouraging. Have you even had anybody sort of step into that closer role and talk about some of the late inning things? Do you do you need that? Is that something you were seeking out and thought you had this offseason and it just hasn't worked out, or is that sort of not a priority for you and you'd rather just have a lot of guys? <laughs> I, th- I mean, what I think we've said, we'd all like to see this lineup to where, uh, you know, there is one guy that we consistently go to, uh, as Matt was in the first half of last year. You know, I think, you know, to me, you look around baseball, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, there's very successful teams in big markets and small markets that do it with a set closer, and some that do it with uh, multiple guys uh, sharing that, that task. And I think it really just comes down to who you have and how they line up best. Um, you know, I think for us it is simpler uh, if one guy grabs that job, but uh, you certainly can win without it if, uh, if you have a lot of really good options. I, I think our job from a front office standpoint, we are trying to get as many good options as we can because you need to get to the ninth inning too. Even if you have that one guy, it's maybe a little less painful if you go from losing games in the ninth to losing games in the fifth and sixth, but they're still losses, and we're trying to win as many games as we can. I know this has been touched on already by Tom, but Whitlock felt like a weapon for you a lot of the bullpen early in the year. So why not put him back? What, is it about not yanking him around and back and forth and yo-yoing him, or what is the primary impetus there? Yeah, you know, I, I see the fact that this is a debate as just a really good thing that um, you know, what we really need is, is a, a machine that can clone him, right? Uh, there's just one of him. Uh, it is important to me that uh, we don't bounce him around too much. And I think with the, the bullpen role that he was filling, if not too dissimilar to what he's doing right now. Right now it's a little less frequent, a little more length. Um, you know, really all these jobs are important. Um, I think because of the way we've lost some of these games, we have felt his absence in the bullpen more. But it's worth remembering a couple of the games that were most painful. You know, if he doesn't start that game in St. Pete, we're not talking about how painful, uh, you know, you know, the gut punch that was. We're just talking about getting no hit, probably. Um, so there's different ways to impact the team. You know, I think we all know that starting pitching is so important. Um, so, you know, to me, a lot of there, there's different ways he can have an impact. We're trying to give him some consistency, some regularity in whatever role he's in. But ultimately, and I think the same applies to Tanner, as much as we can to position these guys to maximize the important innings that they throw. Was there ever a thought of adding both of them be in the rotation together or be in the bullpen together? Was there any thoughts in that? 
Yeah, fair to say, if, if there's something you can come up with, I, I, I like to think we probably have talked about it. Um, it really got back to, uh, you know, for us, and look, this picture could continue to evolve as the summer goes on, but we think, uh, you know, with both these guys, they're really talented. They've shown that, and they've shown the ability to bring that talent in longer stretches, which is not something that everybody who's good out of the bullpen can do. Um, if we are going to get where we want to go, we're going to need a lot of good innings from a lot of people. So trying to put them in a position to give us as many innings as they responsibly can in important spots that have a chance to help us win ball games is really the end point of what we're trying to do. How much of not being able to have Tanner available in Toronto played into decision to put him in the bullpen instead of keeping him in the rotation? You know, I, the unavailability, obviously, navigating those games, it, it's something we had to work through. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, um, that was temporary. It led to you know that opportunity for Garrett to start some games, but we're looking forward, uh, and we're trying to set this up to give us a chance to win as many games as we can. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.